it's just way too easy to rationalize ourselves into the smallest corner of our lives. It's way too easy to say, blah, 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 when the kids are older, blah, 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 but it's not gonna make me money, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to do that and I'm overwhelmed. And they're all real and they're all valid. But nothing is more valid than the knowing you have in your chest, in your gut, in your stomach, from tears coming out of your face, that you're not happy or that this thing that you wanna do just makes you feel alive. You don't have to be able to explain it. You don't need a business proposal or an artist statement to take your needs as a creative being in this world seriously. It is a lifeline. It is a life force. If we don't strongly hold onto ourselves, we take the risk of becoming a shell of knowing that we're living out of integrity with ourselves, of doing the things we think we should be doing. Help Me See is a podcast dedicated to the art of seeing. It's a space for the restless visionary with an insatiable desire to create the life and work you're meant for. My name is Bianca Liamora, and I'm a photographic artist, a mother, and a coach who's transformed my fear of loss into power, art, and philosophy. One of the scariest quotes I never want to say is I wish I knew at the time. But I truly believe that we have the innate ability to bring our wise 2020 hindsight to our now. You can deeply experience your nostalgia now while it's actually happening with no regrets. All you have to do is see. In this show, we laugh, we cry, we get inspired, we overshare. <laughs> we have life-changing conversations around making meaning, self-discovery, and shedding all of the BS layers in order to reconnect to our own sacred vision. Seeing yourself is an essential key to living powerfully. You are the vessel, the lens that filters absolutely everything in your life. What are you filtering for? Whether it be conversations with fellow artists and visionaries or my solo audio journal style introspective ramblings, each episode is meant to feel like an exhale, an unraveling of truth, a moment for you to be able to put your finger on something that you haven't been able to for far too long. Come exactly as you are. It's perfect. Honor your instincts. Let's uncover some of the most important things in our lives, which all too often can slip out from our view. Let's commit to seeing and consciously creating what only you can in your one and only life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back <laughs> to help me see. Oh my goodness. Well, I just fell off the face of the earth now, didn't I? How are you? It feels really good to be back. Really good. I did all the things that you're not supposed to do. I didn't give you guys a warning 
that I was taking a break from the show. I didn't post anything about it. I nothing. I just stopped. I hit a wall, not with the podcast, but just life in general. I realized that I was trudging along way too closely into the waters of burnout. And um, I don't even know if I was on the edge anymore. I think I was wading into the waters. Huh. What do I share? Where do I start? I want to tell you everything. (laughs) I had this meltdown moment. Um, (laughs) I had done a talk in a group and I gave this whole presentation. And then at the end, I was getting questions that felt... um, just just not in the in the realm of the presentation like at all and i just had this moment of feeling like of course i didn't i would there was no judgment on the type of questions that were being asked on the people of course because humans as we are it was all about how i must be the worst communicator i must have really not hit it home in that way I just walked upstairs from the basement and I had this blank look on my face I was about to cry and my partner is like what's what's wrong and I just looked at him and I was like what the fuck am I doing it makes me upset just to recall it actually it's like what am I doing what am I doing it just felt like um I did for like two and a half years or so just been like pouring my heart into this very specific (laughs) area of world and um, to feel like it wasn't getting received. I had to really reckon with realizing really how drained I was from the silence or from like feeling like I was speaking into a void of sorts. And, um, you know, I like to put that badge of like whatever on my chest. I'm like, I I am going to step on and continue on no matter what, no matter if no one cares or gets it or whatever because this is literally the only thing that I'm going to devote my time to like this is it this is it um so I was and I had been continuing on however I was really underestimating that impact of not feeling seen not feeling received because oh what a dirty concept that is to to want to be seen I'm being facetious of course um <laughs> like to admit that you crave is a type of like recognition or acknowledgement and you know well that can't be noble right 
Um, and actually, it's funny because so okay, so I went. Sorry, this is gonna be. I'm gonna word vomit all over you. So be prepared. Feel free to pause. Go get a cup of coffee, maybe a snack. Maybe are you an artist? Are you gonna work on some stuff while I'm in your ear? Oh my god, what an honor that would be. I just imagine like the podcast or the music I listen to while I'm editing photos. Oh my gosh. Um, what a dream that would be. Let me if you ever do that, can you let me know? <laughs> Actually, while I'm on that note, can I just give a shout out because I have, so I've been off the wagon for a long time, a couple months now of posting the podcast. And I've known that I want to get back on. It was never a question of that. I, um, I feel so much closer to myself when I have this kind of portal, this channel to stay in sync with from week to week. But I, uh, I went to check, which I haven't in so long. And there was a new review um from someone named crystal and i have no idea who this person is but i just want to let you know crystal that uh tears <laughs> spewed from my eyeballs and i am so touched at your beautiful review um you said that my way of speaking and sharing goes straight to your heart every time and I always laugh and cry with her. And I, I it just makes me instantly cry. <laughs> oh man, this is silly. Oh, but thank you. It means so much. It really, truly means so much to me to see that because I go into my little basement cave and I come and I sit here and I feel like I, I know who I'm talking to so intimately, but like they, there's no faces, right? I mean, are a couple beautiful faces that I know of and I freaking cherish um but anyway I just um that makes it real and uh so thank you I appreciate any any review I apparently reviews are the thing that help um, other people find the podcast so if you're feeling so inclined to share it with a friend or write a review that is one of the most uh, greatest gifts that you could give me. So thank you. Okay. Now, as I digress from having a tearful moment, thank you, Crystal. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Okay. So I took, I was like, okay, December, done. I'm not working. I'm taking space. I need space. I was, of course, going to let myself create and, you know, work on whatever I felt like working, but nothing to be shared, nothing to be like, oh, I must, you know, this is for this. Nothing that was taking on a life of this is intentional and this is a vision that will play into this offering or anything like that. Just very free. And um yeah, I ended up not loving the space. But it was really important. And I think a lot of things opened in that space. You know, I think that our tolerance for, for rest is so specific. 
especially when we're so conditioned to like go, go, go. And there's always so much to do. And then when you have the space, there's this crazy pressure to make the most of the space. Like if I have, you know, someone rarely watching the kids for an hour or two, I'm like, what do I do with that time? What do I do? How do I make the most of that time? And it's just like, how is that? It's not helpful. You know, it's really not helpful. Um, so there was some learnings from that. Uh, a job came through and I ended up going out to San Francisco for work, um, which was something that I was very open to. And, um, you know, during that break is when the concept of sacred seeing came to me. My membership is now called Sacred Seeing. It was originally nostalgia now and it had been that way for like, what, two years now? I don't remember how long it's been. Um, and it was one call a month where we would reflect on the month and I would, you know, send one of a kind templates with prompts, like very deep, conceptual, introspective, whatever prompts that you would pair with the picture from your month. So it was our way of like mining our own photo practice and our lives and making very intentional decisions about uh, looking at our month, what we want to leave behind, what we want to take forward. And it was just a highlight of my month every month. And so life-giving and easy and, you know what I mean? Like effortless. It was just like, of course we're doing this. This is amazing. And um, the women in that group were all just feel so connected and I love it so much. And I was like, there's something about that. There's just so much ease in that, in like the purest way. And it's so powerful. And we had just wrapped my last program, Conscious Creator, for creatives tapping into their flow and their power unconditionally. And I was finding that even when the students didn't weren't caught up on the modules or the work or looked at the workbook or whatever, just purely showing up to the calls and the conversations that happened, the topics that were brought up, the readings, the journal prompts from those live interactions were so potent. And I was like, hey, this is, this is very, very intriguing. So then I started thinking about how, what if I just stopped trying to guess and like really try, trying too hard, efforting at what does my, the person that I'm in love with, like my ideal person that I want to serve and talk to what do they need and I was like I don't know I don't I'm so tired of guessing like I need to figure out what I need I need to fulfill myself before I can try to serve others because it just I would have these amazing experiences and then all of a sudden I'd be like just frenetic and like what's next and uh, so anyway what I know that I crave all of the time is pockets and spaces of time just space to think and work and create and and make meaning and open up my awareness and expand my point of view and all of this stuff so that's where sacred seeing comes in and it's every week 
right now it's Thursdays, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I don't know if it'll stay that way. Um, it's super intimate right now. So there's flexibility around around the times that we meet. But right now, to keep it easy and simple, it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday nights, every Thursday, period. And every call is two hours. The first hour is always, first and foremost, to you. You call in, we all say, hi, bye. And we like go on mute and take our cameras off and just work on whatever you want to work. You could sit there and take an hour nap. You can edit photos, you can write, you can whatever, but just being in the energy of knowing that like-minded souls are sitting at their desk as well and just being there. It's like my favorite part of art school. Well, one of them critiques, like having the like really deep conceptual conversations, but also like going to the labs late at night and working side by side, not always talking, but talking if you want to. And uh, just the energy that's present in those situations, especially in such an isolated state, uh, is super powerful. So there's that. So that's first hour of every call. And the second hour circulates and there are four different types of calls. The first one is double up on the working. Um, so it is like a full two hours of working. The second hour is more um, open to some Q&A or, you know, what have you. But basically, that's like your biggest chunk of work time. And then that second Thursday of the month is open forum. So it's actual hangout conversation. You can have your glass of wine, your tea, your water, whatever. And it's just connecting and having like vulnerable, real conversation with what's really going on in, in our lives and in our work and just what feels super resonant. The third Thursday of the month is our support call. Uh, that's where I bring in my neuro-linguistic programming coaching. And that's where there'll be opportunities for like hot seat coaching, for journaling and prompting around figuring out like what's running the show subconsciously. Like what are the things that you're like, gosh, I know better. What is going on? Like, why does this pattern keep repeating? Or I feel like I'm being held back by X, Y, Z. Um, so often it's so much more simple than we think. And the issue is really the symptom. It's the top of the iceberg. And what's really going on is like the underlying under the water strategy. And it's all pretty much coming from uh, the same spot. Anyway, so this, this call is much more support because don't we all just need to receive and have someone that's genuinely <laughs> not trying to fix us because there's nothing to be fixed. It's just getting curious about what the fuck is happening in our worlds and in our work and in our lives. And then that fourth call is nostalgia now. It's that same reflection call where we reflect on our month and there's like an, a show and tell if you feel like sharing what came through. Uh, so anyway, it's evergreen. It is forever. It's rolling. And launching that has felt so good. It's truly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am so welcoming anyone whose heart feels pulled to this. I cannot wait to meet you. And also 
it's one of the first times that I truly, truly, truly do not give a fuck. Like I am so unattached to an outcome. I'm so unattached to it performing or like people like actually joining or not. Cause I want to be there every Thursday. And even if I'm on a call alone by myself, I am so happy. I sit here, I light a candle, I read a page of a book that I have highlighted and then I work and, you know, speak with whoever's on the call. And it's, it's amazing. And it's so energizing for me. Um, So now from this place, I feel like I can move so much more um, fluidly in life. Like I'm, I'm genuinely so open to and curious about what other ways might support me and my family in terms of income um, because I'm keeping this sacred. <laughs> like This is what it is. And if it, you know, does well in terms of like, oh, a lot of people want to join it. Great. If not, that's great too, because this is exactly what I need in my life. And I've created it and I'm fucking psyched. <laughs> I've been exploring like art direction roles and freelance at more e-commerce studios for that supplemental income. And that's been really exciting and great. And I welcome the travel that that entails as well. But yeah, I am just, I'm feeling really, really good, really good about this new space, really aligned. And I, I think that's what needed to happen. It's just, it was a microcosm of everything that I know not to do in my work. Like in my photo work, in a session, it's like, if you're efforting, to, if you're trying too hard, there's something going on that's, that's stopping a flow, you know? And don't get me wrong, my, the programs I've created are, are still up. They're going to be evergreen as well. Um, I'm, I don't believe at this point that I'm going to run them in their own container. I think they're just going to be available as self-study. And then any questions or options for like one-on-one coaching can come separately from that. But um, I love them so much, but I didn't want containers to open and close. Like it was like, oh my gosh, this magical thing that was happening. And then we're done. And my heart is broken every time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want this to go on forever. And that's what sacred seeing is. Yeah, I'm going to host a 2024 visioning call this month because, I mean, January was like a whole year. (coughs) And really, what happens in January? I feel like we're all in a fog from the holidays. So I'll be sharing about that soon. All of these links I'll put in the show notes. It feels good to say that again. Um, what else? What else? Oh man, I've been reading so many amazing books. Mm. Oh, that's what I wanted to share. Okay. Connecting back to that NLP reference. I just had a, uh, a little bit of a breakthrough, <laughs> a little bit, a major breakthrough in a coaching call with my coach. 
I'm in a container right now. I think it's about halfway through and we were doing an NLP session. And I was supposed to go back, let my unconscious mind take me back to a, a memory. The first time this was ever an issue for me. Um, and the issue is like uh, around supporting myself and embracing, embracing, uh, you know, financial, financially supporting myself without abandoning myself and being able to embrace it, something like that. <clears throat> and I went back to this memory in my head and I remember specifically being like, oh, why? I mean, this one was like not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, like, in my head, I'm like, this can't be it. Like, it's really not that dramatic. And then as I'm doing the visualization, doing the process, I start realizing how, oh, <laughs> um, I have had this pattern repeat so many times in my life. And it was this, I, so it was this idea that I will always follow my gut. Like I will always tap in and do what is right, no matter what, no matter what. <laughs> However, I tend to do some, to, to do so with the weight of the world on my shoulders, like trudging along like the damn Zoloft blob in the commercials. <laughs> so the memory it took me back to was when I was in high school and I had, I don't know how, but I had not realized that it was an option to go to art school. Um, I had gotten like offered a scholarship for state school. I had done really well um, academically. I was in like AP classes and blah, 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 blah. And the only class that I like truly loved was photography class. And I ended up choosing last minute, very last minute to go to art school. And my father was so like bent out of shape about it. He was supportive, but like definitely supportive. Um, love my pops. But it was the first time that I'd ever experienced like, oh, choosing this for me is causing pain is from someone I love, you know, it's like causing concern. Um, that's giving them something to worry about. Uh, and it was also the first time where I felt like, and this sounds very dramatic, but it is what it is. Like, these are the things that I extrapolated from it. Um, it was also the first time I ever felt like, doubt it not doubt it but like like what you don't think I can make it work you know what I mean like it's like my whole academic career it's like they, I was the joke of the house because my parents didn't go to college and um and I was like in these AP classes and like if I ever got a bad grade I would be sobbing and they would laugh and put it on the fridge uh <laughs> um 
So it was just like a very big shock to me to see like, oh, okay. I clicked into myself and I knew this was like what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. And it was causing stress and discomfort to my parents. And it was um, making me feel like second guessing myself. Like what? It was like the first time that I felt like they didn't think that I could do anything I want in the world, you know? Um, and so I went into that with weight and that's kind of what's played out every single juncture of my life. Like something new happens and I go up and I think I'm triggered by feeling like this choice causes loved ones, uh, grief and, it's just such a heavy thing to move with. Like even the choice to start my own business and I'm not choosing not to get another full-time job. It's like, it's not easy financially for my family. And it's like, I, so I'm making the choice, but I'm not allowing myself to embrace it as, what's the word? As like freely or as um, exuberantly as I want to. You know, it's like a, doing so with so much pressure that's like obviously not helping any part of any situation. So while it's definitely not an option for me to go against my gut, it's just literally impossible. <laughs> I won't, I shan't, I can't. Um, but it's also like, if I'm going to do that, like it's helping no one to do to do it like trudging along, like so sad and heavy and like with a layer of guilt and with a layer of, you know, if I don't make this work, whatever, I don't know, X, Y, Z. And then anytime something good happens or it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that's a natural way to live. I don't think I'm unique in that. Um, and I'm also here to say like, what the fuck? We have a choice. Tapping into your heart and, and making a decision from there is a really beautiful thing. And it's oftentimes, especially the first time and during difficult times, it's really, really hard. Um, but to do so with so much weight and to bring along so much pressure, it's like you're straddling state lines. <laughs> it's like, okay, if you're gonna actually go anywhere, you gotta take your foot off one of the one of the pieces of land, right? Um, yeah, like swinging on ropes. It's like, okay, caught the rope. What am I gonna do? Just hang there with two ropes in my hand? With in two different worlds, you know, if if you're gonna commit, commit. It's hard, but you know what? I, I, it doesn't have to be. And I think once we start peeling the layers back of what's going on like what's really playing out under the surface 
it loses so much power. It the air is let out of it. And um I believe after those things are said out loud, they don't have as much control. And you're able to start seeing it. Your awareness level increases and you're able to start seeing it in so many areas of your life. Um Yeah. Like even I think about the idea that, oh, it's putting financial stress on my family to, you know, choose to have my own business and have sporadic income rather than steady, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like, what kind of person would I be like, what kind of mom, what kind of partner would I be if I felt so miserably misaligned with my truth at that point? Like what is, what is financial stability even mean with that level of discontent at best? You know, I'm moving through these waters in real time. Um, you know, I definitely don't have everything figured out. That's for damn sure. But sharing it in these ways helps make it real. It helps move the energy. It helps it stop sitting stagnant in my chest you know um, and I think as creatives as intentional souls as artists as makers homemakers whoever you are listening to this it's just way too easy to rationalize ourselves into the smallest corner of our lives. It's way too easy to say, blah, 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 when the kids are older. Blah, 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 but it's not going to make me money. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to do that, and I'm overwhelmed. And they're all real, and they're all valid. But nothing is more valid than the knowing you have in your chest, in your gut, in your stomach, from tears coming out of your face, that you're not happy or that this thing that you want to do just makes you feel alive. You don't have to be able to explain it. You don't need a business proposal or an artist statement to take your needs as a creative being in this world seriously. It is a lifeline. It is a life force. I know when I am, when I was on that break and I was like, oh, just be present, present, be present. It was like using presence as a weapon, weaponizing presence just be present. My most effortless natural version of presence is when I'm creating. 
what the fuck? I'm complicating this. I'm making this too hard. Like, and when we sacrifice our life force, that type of life force, like, of course, if you have children, if you have a partner, if you have whatever it is that you have as responsibilities in your life that you love. And of course, of course, there are times where those priorities are put ahead of your own. Of course. All I'm saying is that if we don't strongly hold onto ourselves, we take the risk of becoming a shell of knowing that we're living out of integrity with ourselves, of doing the things we think we should be doing. You know, I one of the things I realized was I'm not doing this work so that I can do less work and spend more time with my kids. I love my kids. I would, oh, I don't, I don't have to qualify it. I'm obsessed with them. And also, I love this work. I want to be inside of this work. I want to be in this world. I'm not, I didn't choose to not take a full-time job because I want to make sure that every square inch of my life is possible, is dedicated to, you know, sitting with them. That said, I am so fucking grateful that I have that freedom of flexibility to dedicate to them whenever and however I want. It's beautiful and it's a gift. But also that was beginning to be an unconscious um, protocol for me that I was operating with. I was like, oh, but if this, if this works, there's an element of like, if this works, if this alleviates X, Y, Z, then maybe I won't have, I won't be able to spend so much time working. And I love working. Mind is such a tricky bitch. It's like, oh, if this is super successful and, and I'm so um, sustained and supported by it, then is it going to be expected that I won't be working as much? I don't want that. I love my work. <laughs> I don't know. And I share these things because I want to, one, I want to validate myself. And two, I want to validate you. I mean, when I had my first son and I had really bad postpartum anxiety and depression, I felt so betrayed by everyone and no one that I had never, like the term was baby blues. What? I felt like the color black. I felt like I couldn't, I was floating in space in despair. Baby blues. You know, sometimes I'll get off recording and saying something and I'll have a little bit of a vulnerability hangover and be like, mm, is that too much? <laughs> mm, I don't know that I even made myself clear or made sense of that or mm, really letting it out there, aren't you? Bonk. <laughs> um, but that 
discomfort that comes here and there is not anywhere near as important or worth not sharing just for the off chance that someone out there relates and feels like an alien in their own life and needed to hear it. It's worth it. It is so worth it. So take what you take, what resonates, leave what doesn't. I am so happy to be back and doing this. And I'm really looking forward to connecting over. If anyone wants to join the visioning workshop, I will pop a link to sign up there. I will be doing that very soon. I think that's it. Okay, let me end by reading something. I've been, I can't shut up about this book. It, it's just Drinking from the River of Light, The Life of Expression by Mark Nebo. I mean, I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. It's just so beautiful. Okay, let me, I don't, <laughs> I write all over my books and I opened to a page, page 77, and I literally wrote exactly with an exclamation point next to a paragraph. It's a dork. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just going to read this. Early on, I realized that being a poet was mostly about being an awake human being, which in turn was mostly about living each day as a tuning fork in the midst of life's currents. As a young poet, I would stumble into a vision or trip into a metaphor or glimpse a truth or be stopped by a deep question. Then I'd, teach, I'd reach for expression after expression in an effort to capture each of them. Of course, I would inevitably miss because the only things worth saying are unsayable. Let me repeat that one before I move on. I'd inevitably miss because the only things worth saying are unsayable. So I try and miss again. I would get frustrated and press myself trying to capture the original vision five, six, seven times. Why couldn't I express what I was seeing and feeling? Why was I always missing? These things were so clear to me, and yet I couldn't render them accurately. What was I doing wrong? I feel this so fucking deeply. It's like there are knowings that I have so deep in my bones, and I can't, it can't come out of my mouth. I can't, it's like I can't explain it, and it drives me fucking crazy. But of course, of course. All the, I mean, language is so limited. What a force. Um, here, let me finish this. Now, years after cancer, I've been forced to accept the inevitable refraction of expression that can only approximate the ineffable. This has led me to thank the unsayable for bestowing me with these five, six, or seven attempts, poems I never would have retrieved if not for the glow of what can't be said. Now I say with gratitude, look what the unsayable has given me. It has squeezed these precious, precious drops of insight through me into being. Now I accept that the original vision is never meant to be captured, but is a shimmering conduit through which we can only retrieve expressions that might point to all that is unsayable. That might reveal all the ways we're connected that might pay tribute to the web of essence that informs existence. Oh my God, this dude, I, 
Oh, what a gift to the world. So I'll close by saying that. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know that it wraps up with the whole thing I just blabbed about before my own personal <laughs> breakdown and comeback of sorts. But if you are struggling and feeling like there is this insane itch you cannot scratch and feeling like you can't like, oh, there's something you want to create, but you can't quite get at it. And it, you are doing something incredibly right. If you have this unrest in you about, oh, I just want to touch it. I just can't get at it. Well, it's this. What is it? How can I say it? How can I create it? How can I write it? How can I paint it? How can I take a picture of it? If you are dancing with something like that, thank you. The world needs you so deeply. And if you're looking for a space to do that, if you're looking for community and gentle accountability and support, sign up to uh to learn more about sacred seeing you could also sign up for a um a call a call with me if you want to talk about if it's right for you yada yada okay all right welp that's all she wrote thank you thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for your patience while i took time to tend to myself and my life and recalibrate and realign myself thank you thank you thank you i love you see you next week this has been an awkward sage media production